I'm Rodrigo Nunez, and this is The Last Best Thing. It's an interview show centered around one question. What is the last best thing you've watched, read, listened to, or eaten? I ask this question because people love sharing whatever they're enthusiastic about, and I love hearing about it. In today's episode, I'm joined by Caesar. Hey guys, my name is Caesar. Now, I met Caesar a couple of years ago back in El Paso. He's a musician, he's into technology, he is an overall creative person. He's got an excellent Instagram feed. Um, so, naturally, I wanted to ask him what he was into recently, and he answered by talking about the last best thing he's watched. And the last best thing that I watched was Money Heist, otherwise known as Casa de Papel. Now, I got to be honest with you, I really don't like the Money Heist. It's a show that I've been avoiding like the plague. So I really wanted to know what was so good about it. And I felt like Caesar was great at sharing what he liked so much about it. We talked about things like just heist movies in general, about viral shows and the expectations that come with them. We talked about Spaniard and Argentine cuss words and how funny they sound compared to Mexican Spanish, which we grew up with. And I also went a little bit into my problematic views on Spanish accents. So um, it was a really fun conversation. I hope you enjoy it. I certainly did. And I hope you watch the show afterwards because it kind of convinced me. So I hope it entices you to watch the show, too. So here's my conversation with Caesar. I hope you enjoy it. Well, for me, um, I, I just really like just like bank robberies and just crime that the criminals actually get to get away with okay. where they're actually considered the good guys. Okay. And that just to me was a good twist to start like getting more into depth into the show. Cause I'm the kind of person that if I'm not like really there, like hooked and grabbed onto by like the visuals the music and the, the script, I just like stop watching it by like the, maybe like third, fourth episode of the first season and then just mm -hmm. like move on to the next. Yeah. But with this one, since like that first episode, it was just super intriguing to me. And the fact that it was just Spanish, like from mm -hmm. Spain, mm -hmm. I, I thought that was pretty interesting that they were doing such a really well-produced um, series. And ever since then, my wife and I have been really into like Spanish uh, shows, like series on Netflix and even mm -hmm. movies that have come out for Christmas and other uh, seasons of the year. Mm. And this one was, was a pioneer of us being like captured by the whole Spain uh, <laughs> phenomenon in TV shows. So what, and, what oh no, go keep going. Go ahead. Go, no, go. I was just gonna ask what is Money Heist about or what is La Casa de Papel about? Because all I, here's what I, I started watching maybe one or two episodes and it's like, oh, it's a bank robbery, okay. Yeah, and it didn't seem like a very, because as far as heist movies go or heist series, it's just like okay, bank heists have been done forever, right? So what, what, what's what is it? Is it more than just a bank robbery type of show? Well, the main focus is just getting to like the main money producing printing section of the Bank of Spain, which mm -hmm. was a little bit different because mm -hmm. other like like the, the most iconic ones are like oceans 11 oceans 12 and all that yeah and it's mainly like just like going after the whole glam of casinos and just like the millions of the rich and all that but this time they're just going for like a government's riches and that's what was pretty like risky mm. to me and it was just a, like a different catch for like just for my eye because it's always like I mentioned casinos or just like vaults of the rich people. But this time they're going for a whole country. 
Um, and it's within the inner like civilians. They're like Spaniards, like going after their own like government's money. Mm. And other times it's just like, like completely different, like people, strangers that are just going out for like someone else's money. But this time they're going out for their own people. And it was pretty interesting. I guess, is there like a uh, oh, anti-government type thing? Not anti-government, but just like social justice aspect to to their robbery or something like that? Like, are they trying to right the wrongs of the government? Yeah, you, you could tell because they do it. Like, I'm not going to spoil like yeah. the whole thing, but there are certain things that they do like to expose the government. Mm. And yeah, I thought that from the writer's perspective was a little risky. But at the same time, it's just like, I don't know if it's like a passion of theirs to just like dive deep into their roots of, of the country and like get to know it a little better and maybe just kind of like make it out known to the public. But yeah, that's what's like pretty interesting to me too. Like it's, and, and you, like further on is like the whole story develops within like the, like the seasons. You can see how like they're just trying to make the bad guys look good and like make you want to hate <laughs> the government in some some way. Yeah, so that's that's really, uh, I guess that's an interesting point of the show that I never saw far enough to actually understand. Because if they're making the bank robbers, the not just the protagonists, but like the good guys, I think that's that's interesting. That that could definitely be why it's it's been such a hit. So at, at what point in the show were you hooked? Um, was it like the first episode or was it like, you know, end of the first season or... And what do you think hooked you exactly? Honestly, like <laughs> I, was, I was talking to my wife about it as soon as we started watching the show mm -hmm. that I was hooked immediately, like from the first episode. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and, and what did it for me was that like you, you could tell right away like that it was a very elaborate show. Mm -hmm. And I know like if the first episode was that good, I know like there was something bigger to develop within the further like episodes and seasons. So mm -hmm. I, I know I knew inside like that I had to keep on watching it. And we binged the show like crazy. I'm, I'm not proud of it, but <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was definitely worth it. That's That's cool. So like the first instant you're in and what has kept you because, um, is it has the story developed in interesting ways? Have they shown you more of the characters' past, or is it just like the, the 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 their troubles getting deeper, and then like how are they gonna get out of this, or what exactly? How exactly has the show developed? Yeah, like it, it's weird because they show you, it, it's kind of like they show you a future snippet, and then they take you back to give you the context of that mm. like that um, story which I, I think it's cool because it keeps you grabbed onto the TV screen. Mm -hmm. And like, if you miss a little detail, then you miss a big, big point of mm -hmm. the whole thing. And, and, and that's an eye grabber for me because that's how, you know, like they invested so much in like producing it, writing the script. And then one, well, I'm not going to spoil it, but um, <laughs> like after the fourth season that just came out, there's like an extra episode that they show you how everything was developed. Uh -huh. And they were saying that some of the script was even written before, like maybe like minutes before they started shooting a certain scene. Oh, wow. So that kept everyone on edge. And you can kind of tell because it, it's not like it's like premeditated, like so much. Some of the things you can tell that maybe even the actors kind of improvised on set and that was like a big hit. Mm -hmm. So that to me was gold because it's not as like, like i don't i don't know like it's 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 interesting to kind of explain 
Yeah. I'm, I'm not the best person to get at, <laughs> at explaining. I, I think it's just one of the things that you just have to watch to understand. Yeah. Um, and even then the characters too, that's something that kind of like attracted me to the show because mm -hmm. they make you relate in a certain way to each of the characters and connect with them. Okay. It's not like a show like, Oh, I'm this guy. Yeah. or like in a movie oh i i really connect with this guy like in some way like just very small percentages of each character kind of relate to the, like uh, the audience mm. and i think that's what's made it like also a big phenomenon yeah so how many people are in the crew of the show like the 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 robbers i guess how how many people are in that crew i think uh, i dan i'm blanking out on the number of people but i think it's 10 people okay or 11 okay. yeah i think i'm not sure and and they take um, enough of a time to like develop each of them. You would think so. you you would say so. Yeah, and then the cool part about it is that the the mastermind of the whole heist, mm. he he just doesn't like grab like people that he knows or anything. He investigates the people that he's gonna hire before, oh. like he gets to know them like from afar and mm. just see how they are, and then that's how he knows like he, that's gonna be the person that I need on my team. Mm. And that guy's just a genius. Like the 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 character that that develops like from the mastermind mm. it's like a very i don't know nerdy kind of guy but at the mm. same time he's just like a dark genius and that's pretty cool too yeah so it does it sounds like there's a lot of levels to this show that i just never stuck around to get into because what threw me off right away was just like okay um there it's a bank robbery i didn't even know that it was like the mint i guess i should have known if they revealed that in the first episode but if it's where they're making money, I never got that. Um, and I really never gave a chance to any of the characters to to really get to me. Is there any specific character, though? I know you said that all of them give you something to relate. Is there one character that you would say is your favorite? Oh, man, that's a tough question. <laughs> um, there is this one guy like I like I, I'm a. Like I consider myself a nice guy, <laughs> but uh, like I'm a dorky kind of guy, but like I like to like investigate a lot and just like, I don't know, just like inspect everything mm. like in my own way, but yeah. quietly. Yeah. And there's this one character called Berlin. Cause like that, that's one thing that all the characters have city names, city code names. Right. And that, yeah, yeah exactly. So it, they rarely mention their names, but that one specific guy, and he ends up being the brother of the mastermind behind the whole heist, but you don't really get to see that part until like further episodes ahead. Oh wow! And um, yeah, he's he's like the backbone of the team. Ah. And um, yeah, that guy because he he's really smart. He's a genius too, and like a lot of the things that happened in the heist were like his ideas. And I mm. thought that was like a brilliant thing to kind of like co, like manage like the whole heist and their brothers. So I thought mm. that was pretty cool. So he's a, he's a very like sarcastic, like dark personality type of guy. Mm. And I think I find that pretty interesting and funny at the same time, because certain remarks that he makes in the show, other people might find snobby, but I find them funny. <laughs> uh, yeah. That, like, I feel like I kind of connected with that dude. Okay. With Berlin. Yeah. That's another yeah. thing that honestly kind of threw me off. There was like a, a Berlin, Nairobi. I think the, like the main poster, characters tokyo or maybe that was back then i don't know who the other ones are yeah so they all have just like like i mentioned city names but yeah that tokyo person is, is a, it's it's a girl character 
and she has like the craziest temperament uh out of the batch uh but she's uh yeah she's like a main focal point in the series um and you don't really get to like see that she's the main focal like she's one of the protagonists until like the fourth season or so mm-hmm. they mention it a lot and is there a reason like is there a tie to their past with their city names or is it just a random name it's just a random name oh, okay see that that's yeah. the that's where i got stuck at the beginning i was just like well why is this person called tokyo and i was trying to find a way maybe that's that's the rabbit hole that i went down that i just totally got lost in it i could never get yeah. back yeah but yeah, the, the the mastermind, like the guy that has like the whole plan, uh, like the heist all planned out. He's the one that assigns them the names. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I saw recently because the fourth season, I think, just came out maybe a couple of weeks ago and it was like trending in the United States. It was number two or number three in the United States, which is crazy, especially because it's a Spanish show. But yeah. Everyone was talking about every single person that I know that speaks Spanish on all of my social networks kept talking about this show. And it was just like so many people were watching it. It really became kind of a phenomenon. Right. Is that an aspect that you, that makes you enjoy the show more or less? Honestly, like I didn't even think it was a phenomenon because it just appeared. And, and, and the interesting fact behind that before I just dive like a little bit deeper into that topic mm. um that after episode of the fourth season that i was talking about where they reveal a lot of things on how the show was produced and all yeah they spoke very honestly about the whole like success of the show yeah before even it was even on netflix because before like netflix got its hands on it the yeah. show was just like plummeting really really bad oh, wow. um like yeah so it's like the release of the show like before it was on netflix like there was some success but like the audience just started dipping down and like the whole like team noticed it and they even like thought about even shutting it down because it was losing so much power like on the viewing side of the whole producing and then once uh they, they were just so disheartened by it and then all of a sudden they just got this offer from netflix and once Netflix got a hold of it, that's when it blew up because it started showing up on like people's feeds and yeah. and it was just like that mask face. And it's really yeah. intriguing because it yeah. kind of reminds me of V for Vendetta. You yeah, know, I thought it was movie? anonymous. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what? Is this like a spinoff series of mm-hmm. like movie or not? And I just started watching it and it's completely different. But yeah, yeah that's one of the things that they mentioned. Yeah, I think it's the marketing that Netflix did for it was really was really great and that's so interesting that it was kind of like failing almost until netflix really pushed it with its marketing i guess it goes to show just how like even if you have something that's great it's not it's hard for things to stand on their own right now right it's when we have so many choices right yeah and and even right now like (laughs) especially in this quarantine season Mm. there's a lot of shows that you just skip through because they don't look that interesting yeah. But after watching Money Heist, like I've been watching like a couple of other things that I might have not even found interesting in the past. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, it opened the doors like because like it's perfect for like that saying that says like, don't judge a book by its cover. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, just give give the producers and directors a shot because I mean, they do put a lot of work into the shows and yeah, it shows. For sure. And uh, but that's the, the thing, though, that it's just when so many people started watching it, for me personally, I'm like, 
I don't want to watch it. <laughs> like, I feel like, like I can. Mainstream thing? I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the inner middle schooler in me that is just like, oh, they're sellouts or whatever like that. <laughs> but I'm just like, as soon as my feed is all memes of of La Casa de Papel, I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't want to watch it. Or the same thing happened to me with Tiger King because Tiger yeah. King like took over the internet for a little bit there. And all, all I would <laughs> see was like people sending sending memes of that stuff and i was like i definitely don't want to watch this show now <laughs> yeah and we we started watching one of my co-workers said that hey there's a show it's super crazy it's like intense it's funny and um, i was like I, I don't know man like i'm not really <laughs> sure if that's the thing i want to watch mm. but then i told michelle about it and she's like i've been hearing from different people and i was like <laughs> well let's give it a shot yeah. and we literally watched the entire thing in one sitting <laughs> and i'm not proud of that <laughs> i am not proud of watching tiger king in one shot like we literally had breakfast and then we just laid down on our couches and we watched the entire thing in one shot and um i don't know if i would ever like rewatch, like because i know there's another episode of tiger king but mm. i don't know it's just I, I feel like my iq level went down like two percent ten percent after i watched that but yeah i mean if you're like I, I wouldn't just discourage anyone from not watching it because what if you do fall in love with it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I did with Money Heist, but I wouldn't watch like for this like episodes from it again See, too much. And I don't know why that happens to me only with TV shows. When it happens like oh, actually with TV shows or movies, also when someone is like, "Oh, this movie, this movie," and it just kind of goes too big. If I didn't see it first, I'm like, I'm not sure if I want to watch it. But for example, with food, if someone tells me, oh, you got to go eat this thing here, I'll go check it out. I'm, I'm I, I like that's a positive thing for me. But for some reason, there's something about TV shows where I'm just I don't know if it's the contrarian in me or that middle school kid in me that it's just like, oh, you got to I, I like come against it. Even with music, if someone says, oh, you got to listen to this band, I'll check them out. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm with you on that one, especially with food, man, because I'm a big foodie. <laughs> like, I could eat all the time. And, like, w my wife and I live in San Diego, and there's, like, a bunch of places that people are always, like, opening up. Mm. Or there's, like, because, uh, like, I'm from El Paso, from where you are. Yeah. Paso, Texas, and there's not a lot of, like, diverse like food yeah. as there are, like, in other cities, like, more populated cities. Yeah. And, yeah, like when when people tell me like, dude, you gotta try this place. Like, I'm dying to try that place. Yeah. Like every day that goes by that I don't try it, like I suffer because I like I <laughs> I love just to try food and because it's it's like a piece of culture. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's like a piece of someone too. Yeah. And um. Yeah, and just like the smells, the flavors, and just like the fact that you end up full after that and satisfactory, like that has no comparison yeah i think you touched on something that makes me think that i'm not crazy because <laughs> because when someone recommends food they're really recommending you like a whole experience you know you you're gonna ingest yeah. someone's culture you're gonna ingest someone's story you're gonna do something like that when someone recommends you a tv show you're really just gonna consume some pick i don't know i think there's just something more there's something more there's something a little deeper about sharing food and being really crazy about it than it is about being really crazy about a tv show but that's yeah, just me and yeah i mean that, that happened to me too because with like for example breaking bad breaking mm. bad mm. um i like everybody was super crazy about it like everyone yeah. around me was just like dude you haven't watched it yet you're such a loser <laughs> man you haven't watched breaking bad yet 
and it made me feel bad and i was like i guess you can give it a shot but i just didn't get hooked mm. i couldn't and i watched like more and more episodes and i just couldn't get past the first season yeah and i think it can get to a point where so many people recommending something has a negative effect even for that because even if you're not a contrarian like me if someone builds the expectations up of something to such a high level there's no way they can be met and i think that's what happened a lot with breaking bad because so many people were enjoying it i want to say at least in my recollection it was the first kind of viral show on the internet type thing you know so everyone was kind of yeah. talking about it or sharing memes or sharing gifts and that kind of stuff and there's just no way it could live up to the expectations that people put on it yeah and, and i guess too like i get kind of like discouraged of watching the show if people try to like like shove it like down my eyes because <laughs> i'm not the type of person that like i follow like whatever everyone else is doing like if i like something i'd rather stick to that yeah. And um, even when I was a kid, like my mom, like used to dress my brother and I the exact same way, uh, typical Mexican parents. <laughs> and um, I would always dress a certain way. Like my mom would always tuck in our shirts and I would always untuck it because I did not <laughs> like that. Yeah. Um, and I've always been like that. Even like you mentioned right now with shows, like everybody's just always telling you like, dude, you got to watch it. you got to watch it. And the more like they try to like shove it in my face, like the less I want to watch it because it's kind of annoying. It was like, dude, don't. Like, I'll watch it on my own time. Like, like <laughs> relax. No, yeah. So I guess it's it's more interesting than that that Money Heist really got you and, and it raptured you because maybe you weren't exposed to all those people saying, you got to watch it, you got to watch it. And now it's just like you came to it naturally, no? Or on your own. Yeah, we literally just stumbled upon it. We didn't even know what to watch on Netflix over dinner, mm -hmm. like one of the nights. And we we're like, that looks interesting. And my wife is normally like on the safer end mm. of like a lot of things. <laughs> and I, I didn't think she was going to grow interest in this show. Cause like the, first of all, the masks to her, I guess, like seem kind of scary <laughs> and she's like anti-scary movies yeah. or thrillers or anything like that. And I love that kind of stuff, yeah. but like just the fact that she wanted to watch it after seeing the whole like image of the show mm. that kind of made me like dive deeper into it too. Oh. Cool. And yeah, the fact that she loved it, like, I love it even more. <laughs> so then you also mentioned that this show kind of opened you and your wife's world to like Spanish shows, right? Are there any other Spanish shows that you guys are watching that you really enjoy? Not watching currently, mm. but there was a Christmas Spanish movie okay. that came out. I think it's called Three Days or something like that. Okay. I can't remember the, the name exactly. Yeah, but it's really, really interesting, and it's it's a, like like full on like Spanish producing, directing, writing, mm. and all that, and it's really, really cool. And it takes place like it's it's it's, it's the story of like three sisters of how yeah. Christmas used to be like when they were child like, when they were children and like kind of like in their teenage years, and now that they're fully grown up, and just like uh, just like how like their parents are very traditional, mm. and one of the sisters tries to. She's very like artistic and just a lot of things. And then like, as they grow older, they just don't want to do things a certain way. So they end up moving away and now traditions are all gone. It's, it's a whole thing. It's, it's like super dramatic. <laughs> and then that's one thing that Spaniards do really well too, is just dark drama. Yeah. And it's pretty, pretty interesting. I like it. I think I remember Ale, my wife watching that show because Ale is also really, really into the Spaniard shows. She watched yeah. another one called Velvet 
which yeah. I, I don't think it's on Netflix anymore, but it used to be. And it's it was super long and she was super into it. I would hear her laugh. I would see her cry and all these kind of things. <laughs> and I just never joined it because honestly, and this is, might be problematic, but I prefer Latin American shows to Spanish shows. And I think the big reason for it, and again, I know this is problematic. I'm sorry, but it's a Spanish accent, dude. I just don't, <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> Something about it seems like you're doing that on purpose. That's not really how anyone speaks. And yeah. I know it's problematic, but that to me is a big, is, is a big thing that I just, I can't, I can't take it seriously. I can't focus. It feels like you're playing like an old timey Shakespearean play in Spanish. You get what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And that's actually something that I like because, um, I'm a strange person and I love <laughs> accents. Like, yeah. like it's so weird because like earlier, like, like a few years ago, like I, I just like dove into just like getting to know accents, like in the Indian culture and like German, like, mm. like in the UK and even Spain. Mm. And uh, I, I took Spanish in high school and yeah. my teacher was like obsessed with Spain, even though she was a Mexican <laughs> and she would always just like try to explain things in like the Spaniard accent. And I would mm. be like, dude, like that's ridiculous. <laughs> but like as years progressed, I was just like really interested in cultural views of like, uh, and like, like accents, like part of it too. Yeah. Cause it's part of the culture yeah. of a country or like a region, even like within the States like Texans talk differently than Californians and yeah. So like New Yorkers talk different than like people in Ohio. So I always thought that was really interesting and that's something that caught my eye. And it's funny because their cuss words are pretty hilarious. I don't know why. (laughs) Yeah. I think their foul language is pretty funny. Uh, That is, that's true. Also like the Argentine, Argentinian Spanish. Yeah. are very funny. (laughs) And I can, I can handle Argentinian Spanish better than, I don't know. I think this is honestly, recently we were talking about this. My big point of contention with Spain came at the end of the 2010 World Cup. So that's mm. the that's the World Cup that Spain won, and I was you know I was supporting yeah. Spain. They hadn't won a World Cup yet or whatever, but at the end of the finals, they were playing I think the Netherlands, and they were winning, and then the crowd started singing Cielito Lindo, which is a Mexican song yeah. that the Mexican fans sing for the national team whenever they're winning, and it, I was got so irrationally angry at all of Spain in that moment that I I don't think I've overcome. <laughs> I don't think I've overcome their accent since, but uh, that that's one thing that that keeps me from enjoying this show too. But I I realize that I have to look past it because there's, yeah. a lot of, there's a lot of good Spanish TV and there's a lot of good Spanish movies out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And right now that you were saying like singing Cielito Lindo and all that, that's like like an anthem of a country, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. And um, just like going back to Money Heist real quick, there's a song that comes out and it's pretty much the anthem of the show. Mm. Um, it's called Bella Ciao hmm. and it's an Italian song uh, from like World War II hmm. uh, when partisans fighting like fascism during that yeah. era yeah. the song became like a revolutionary anthem and like it's, it's just pretty much like a revolution song and the the robbers in the show like sing this song as like their anthem to like revolutionize like the way the heist is going and just like pump everyone up and it's just like a celebratory song, like a painful song, like in every aspect, because yeah. it's like a it's like a beauty with hurt type of song. Mm. And um, yeah, that's something that like 
and and once you hear the song like he can't stop singing it like like a couple <laughs> nights ago my wife and i were cooking and, and we were we have a google home next to our stove and we we're like hey google play bella ciao and started playing and we literally started like shimming kind of like a fiddler in the roof started dancing in the kitchen and it, yeah. it's just fun man. yeah the it's fun i like that the revolution against uh processed foods or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. And that's another cool thing about Spanish TV, right? Is that, I mean, they're in Europe. There's a lot of multicultural aspects to them. You know, like that, the, there's that, all of that history to pull on that a lot of their movies and TV shows do utilize to a really good yeah. way. Kind of like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just, the I'm a big architecture fan. Mm. And just like the shots that they make, that they shoot in like downtown Madrid and like, Italy and Thailand and a bunch of other places because like architectural architecture is just international yeah and um yeah it's just beautiful like all the scenery that they shoot and it's just perfect I love it yeah it's a I mean the based on the memes that I've seen <laughs> the screenshots from the show it looks like a really high production value show like just visually which is very appealing yeah 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 it's super like well thought out like every small detail is in there and they thought about it and it's just great i love it <laughs> well caesar i'm gonna be honest with you after this conversation i do feel like i need to give this show a second chat a second shot which is which is not insignificant because <laughs> i just reject that show flat out <laughs> <laughs> get it man and like yeah talking about it too like right now we were talking about breaking bad i might even give it another shot just like pick up where i left off maybe yeah. i'll pick I'll, I'll get hooked on it i'll tell you one thing and we also spoke about this in the esteban episode of this show um if if you should watch breaking bad if only to get introduced to the character of saul goodman so that yeah. then you can watch better call saul because that is a really yeah. good show <laughs> <laughs> yeah and 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 i don't know dude like I, I was just dumb enough to like even watch better call saul and i was like nah i'm just gonna drop out like i, I don't know anything to like get like any of the like script of the show or, like, <laughs> characters or like maybe even inside jokes or puns like i'm just like nah first i'll, I'll just have to get through breaking bad and then yeah. watch better call saul i think you i think you could enjoy it because it's a really good show but there is an ass a whole aspect of it that you would be missing out on so if only for that, maybe watch better uh, Breaking Bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and recently I did a dumb move like that because my, my wife, like one night she was like, hey, let's watch Frozen mm. and like Frozen 2. <laughs> and I had never watched Frozen 1 and yeah. I just walked into it blindly and I was like, what the hell is going on? Like, I don't know what's <laughs> going on. And then she had to pause the movie and just like Explain. tell me like this. Yeah, just like this huge explanation. And I was like, whoa, like this is a lot. Just, just play the movie. I'll, I'll, I'll just laugh when, when Olaf says funny stuff. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, Frozen, Frozen 2 is, in my opinion, maybe 50% of the movie that Frozen 1 was, which is an unpopular opinion, but I stand by it. <laughs> mm. <laughs> is, so, Cesar, is there anything else that you want to let the people know about Money Heist that you are about trying out Spanish shows or anything like that? Um, I mean, money heist wise, I think we spoke about very essential topics of mm. the show, like without even spoiling it, because <laughs> like if after this conversation, people are going to watch it, like they're already going to know like, oh, this is going to happen or this is like something yeah. that I'm expecting to see. 
Um, so I, I think that show is like full of surprises. And okay. if you know about it, you're not going to be surprised anymore. Okay. So I would just encourage watch it, take your time, pay attention mm. to all the details that are in the show. Because if you miss like a couple of things, then like further sh- like episodes ahead, you're not going to really like understand what's going on. Mm. Okay. Yeah, so and about Spanish TV in general, just like if you don't like the accent, just read the English subtitles. <laughs> and get through it like that man (laughs) but uh yeah they they have really they're really stepping up their their production and their creative process thinking behind like making a show so i really underestimated spanish tv and with this whole introduction i think it was a pretty solid introduction to spaniard television sweet well thanks so much for uh talking with me about the last best thing you've watched that's Caesar. <laughs> yeah, you're very welcome. <laughs> Whichever works, man. Whichever works. All right, thanks. The Last Best Thing is produced, recorded, and edited by me, Rodrigo Nunez. I want to say thank you once again to Caesar for joining me on this episode. You can find him on Instagram at Caesar Varillas. Um, again, his Instagram feed is really, really good. Money Heist can be found on Netflix. It's, I don't know, I'm going to give it a shot after this. If you like this show, please consider sharing it with a friend or subscribing and following us. Uh, Leaving a review for this on Apple Podcasts and Podchaser really helps other people find the show as well. Um, But yeah, just share it with a friend if you enjoyed it. Thanks, and we'll see you next time. This is the Irrelevant Podcast Network. Thanks for listening.